Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. And uh, as many had predicted uh, weeks and weeks ago, um, and uh, certainly more predictions after Vladimir Putin's uh, announcement, uh, press conference yesterday, and then a uh, longer, rather bizarre uh, cabinet meeting uh, in Russia yesterday that, uh, well, we did see, of course, Putin sending troops into eastern Ukraine. Let's just see now whether all those promises from the West about one steel toe cap entering Ukraine and we will take action. Well, it would appear not quite yet. Uh, What happened yesterday was uh, Vladimir Putin said that he simply didn't recognise Ukraine as an independent nation state. uh, And uh, he recognised, though, the two separatist breakaway regions in the Donbass region. That's the Donetsk and uh, Luhansk. Uh, And he basically... um, said that he recognised them as independent republics. He then, uh, by government decree, uh, sent in uh, Russian uh, troops uh, for the form of peacekeeping functions, he said, uh, to protect those people. He's claimed that Ukrainian authorities and troops have committed genocide. Of course, there is no evidence as verified by independent journalists of this. Well, the reaction was swift. Uh, The US immediately imposed sanctions against the rebel territories, a ban on any US citizens. Uh, actually investing or trading or financing in those particular regions. Uh, There was a UN Security Council meeting. And as I said, Boris Johnson uh, has in the last couple of moments just begun an emergency COBRA meeting to decide on the UK reaction. Well, we're going to be covering that all this morning with lots of top guests. We're also going to be talking, of course, about the end to those COVID rules. We'll be talking to Health Secretary Sajid Javid and others about that, including uh, the leader of the COVID recovery group of MPs who we arguably say most responsible for getting those measures uh, taken off our backs. That's Mark Harper. Joining me for all the chat this morning, I'm delighted to welcome Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, How are you? Very well indeed. Well, you and I have discussed Ukraine many times before and you do actually have quite a lot um, and expertise uh, in this field and written about these issues a lot of times. Um, let's just talk about you know what's happened in the last 24 hours, because, I mean, it, it, this was not just predictable. It was predicted. I mean, lots of people expected Vladimir Putin, Putin was going to send troops in uh, it is under the pretext of protecting uh, the people of these breakaway republics, as he calls them, of Donetsk and Luhansk. Um, but also we know that, you know, there have been lots of talk of a deal being done with Xi Jinping of China, which is that you, they wouldn't be an invasion during the Beijing Winter Olympics. They're now over. The troops have gone in. Um, entirely predictable? 
Yeah, pretty predictable. <laughs> if we're being honest. I mean, it's it, it's almost uh, it would be amusing that they even go through the bother of all the sort of the rigmarole of of feigning to pull back troops and feigning to say, oh yes, no, we've been invited in uh, by the uh, new, newly independent uh, People's Republics of Donetsk and Luhansk uh, for peacekeeping reasons, uh, because we've all said that this is going to happen. I mean, a lot of people I think have been hoping actually that this wouldn't happen and saying, oh well, you know, it's not it's not a guaranteed thing yet, but actually yeah this is a playbook that was used in the Caucasus. it was used in georgia with south ossetia and abkhazia it, we all kind of knew that this was going to happen um realistically and you know it, it doesn't stop here this is i'm afraid you know that a lot of people i think will probably be hoping actually that this it'll be this far and no further especially the u.s uh, government who um last night suggested having last month said that any invasion of of ukrainian territory um, by Russian troops would uh, see sanctions. Uh, last night said that there would be sanctions, but only on the rebel regions and that it wouldn't necessarily apply to the whole of Russia. Uh, so you can already, I'm afraid, see the beginning of the scaling back of Western rhetoric. Yeah. And that, I'm afraid, will only encourage Vladimir Putin uh, and Russia to act even further if that is actually what they want. Uh, they are seeing very little pushback. And the thing to remember is whatever sanctions it is that the West now start to impose, these will have been wargamed by Russia. These are sanctions that Russia are prepared to incur as the price for invading Ukraine. We will not put sanctions on things that majorly affect Russia because Russia is too deeply embedded in our own economies. Well, I mean, this is the thing. A lot of people say, well, what is Putin's motive? Look, you know, he, he's putting the band back together. He wants to uh, <laughs> basically, um, you know, get back to you know, Russia being a great nation state instead of building up the economy and skinning up his people and developing and using all those gas and oil reserves um, money to, to actually you know, enrich his nation. No, he's going about it the other way around. He's siphoning off all that cash for him and his oligarch mates. Uh, billions and billions and billions. Richest man in the world by all accounts with all his secret accounts. Um, uh, but then uh, trying to Sort of, you know, give that this this image of, of Russia being all powerful and and uh, and dominant by by these well, let's face it, invasions. Now this is the thing. Um, the the economic sanctions, even the Ukrainians. We had the Ukrainian ambassador in on the show a couple of weeks ago to the UK, and he was saying, you know, <laughs> you know, we need to send out a very strong message. And you know, the Ukrainian president has said the economic sanctions should have been imposed already just for the threats for having this amassed uh, Russian troops on you know, three sides effectively of Ukraine from Korea, Russian board and Belarus and the Crimea as well. Um, th there was never any real expectation that they would pull back where if if Russia thought that, uh, that the West would just go with economic sanctions as devastating as they might be for some individuals or some firms. As you mm. say, it's quite clear that Vladimir Putin is willing to put up with this because otherwise he wouldn't have done all of the things he's done in recent years, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the, the open poisoning of people on British streets uh, or, or anything else. Um, what, what could have prevented this from happening other than, in my view, a very simple message from the United States and the West and from NATO as a whole, one toe cap in eastern Ukraine or any of the recognised territory of Ukraine and we are at full all-out war with the full power of the United States and NATO behind us. That alone, surely, would have been the only thing that would have put him off and everything else he's just going to see as, quite rightly, Western weakness. I mean, this is the thing. A lot of people will say that it's warmongering to say that we should have put troops in Ukraine. But realistically, that's what we're talking about, mm. because that is, I'm afraid, the only way that you can stop uh, dictatorships such as this, warmongering dictatorships from pursuing war is if they think that the cost is too big to bear. And ultimately, as 
as you've just said, the economic costs of sanctions are not too large to bear for Russia at all. We keep on going on about you know, how Russia, oh, it's only got a, an economy the size of Spain's. Italy. So, Italy. So, well, I mean, northern Italy. Now, in Russia, Russia's economy has taken a huge battering over the last couple of years. But when you're in that kind of situation and you know, you've still got a very large military attached to you and your two biggest exports are actually vital for the world economy, are you that bothered about the contraction of your economy even further? No. And actually, what else is actually going to help? The, you know, the expansion of your economy. Invading the breadbasket of Europe might well help, you know, just, just as a thought. Um, yeah, so realistically, we were talking about the, you know, the, the speeding up of... Uh, Ukrainian membership of NATO, of troops on the ground. As I say, a lot of people will go, well, 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 would you volunteer? Would it be you going to serve? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of beside the point. Realistically, you need a sign of strength in these places in order to prevent people from actually going speak in softly carry a big exactly. stick i mean this is the I, i've never understood why people don't I don't get this the the willingness that the, the, the clear display of the, the willingness and the ability to go to war is what prevents war um and this idea and, and it's been interesting talking to one of my guests yesterday you know this this idea that uh, well uh, uh, putin will see everything as a provocation we spoke to a, a former advisor to the ukrainian president and he was saying no you know this idea that oh well you can't do can't you know you can't sort of uh, you know send nato troops in you can't do anything um because because Vladimir Putin will see it as provocation, he will use whatever pretext he wants. He actually views the the, the unwillingness of the West to do anything that could provoke him as a weakness. We are yeah. we are back in nineteen thirties territories. This is a very dangerous, murderous dictator. He's not democratically elected in any meaningful sense. He is taking an awful lot of uh, of heed of what President Xi Jinping in China has been able to get away with in Hong Kong and elsewhere. No doubt Xi Jinping is watching very closely as well. I would be very surprised if there wasn't more action in Hong Kong, uh, incursions and attempts attempts on Taiwan, rather harder as an, uh, an, an island nation across a, a rather wider strait. But there is no doubt at all. We are in very dangerous times. Do you think our politicians in the West, the likes of Boris Johnson, perhaps get it, but perhaps not not perhaps strong enough to do anything about it. Um, Macron, Schultz, new Chancellor Schultz in uh, in Germany, clearly doesn't get it. Uh, Joe Biden in America, do they get the what is in my view, and I view I know of an awful lot of experts in this field, an existential threat to you know peace and democracy in the current years. Uh, no, <laughs> frankly, no. Um, I mean, just, just very quickly on the subject of provocation of uh, Vladimir Putin, it's important to recognise actually that you know Russia's sort of responses have come from Western interference in the political scene in countries like Ukraine, but also in Belarus. Um, yeah, and it was very much a kind of well, we're going to try to ferment you know uh, dissatisfaction. We're going to try to bend elections to our way. You know, we're going to fund certain groups that are very pro-Western. What are you going to do about it? Well, Russia was very clear. It invaded Crimea. It said yeah. absolutely not. And the West wasn't prepared to respond then. And I'm afraid that was the moment, really, when Russia went, ah, so you're prepared to really, you know, try, try to force regime change, but you're not really prepared to back it up. OK, uh, well, let's see what we do about that. And then to come to your point about whether or not Western politicians get it, it's very interesting that for four years we had a bit of a pause on Russian aggression in Ukraine. You know, it didn't go away. There was still the, the civil war going on there. But there was no major push. Why? Because we had somebody in the White House who Vladimir Putin couldn't trust to do the sensible, what he considered was the West's idea of the sensible thing. And that was, um, of course, Donald Trump. Why did he think that? Well, it's quite simple. Donald Trump blew up the second most important person in Iran because things weren't going his way. This was somebody who he felt, actually, I can't just trust 
to do the standard Western thing and prevaricate. That's why you had a pause on that for a few years. You know, for all the nonsense about, oh, Russia stole the American election and Donald Trump is a Russian stooge. No, absolutely not. Oh, the Russians definitely wanted, uh, Russians wanted Trump in rather than Hillary Clinton. There's no doubt at all about that. Uh, And actually, I wouldn't go as far as to say Hillary Clinton because ultimately Hillary Clinton comes from the same school of thought as Barack Obama, who are the sort of people who draw red lines in the sand with people like the Assads and then ignore their red lines. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, for me, it's very simple. You know, what what happened with Syria and Barack Obama when 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 America just basically rolled back and said, "Nah, we're not going to be the world's policeman anymore." Here's the thing: if you don't want America to be the world's policeman, who do you think you're going to get mm. instead? The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from six thirty until ten. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.